This was a fake countdown. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Fake news is fine, though. We've decided this. It's Friday, November the 6th, and this is the Dutch News Podcast, your weekly chance to catch up with what's been going on here in the Netherlands. I'm Gordon Derrick, Dutch News Contributing Editor and Corona Breakdown Juggler, and with me today are Molly Quell, Dutch News Contributing Editor and In-House Spiritual Advisor, and Paul Peters, Master Student in Civil Engineering and Denizen of the 51st State. I know what my job title is about, but the rest I have no clue, so I'm really curious to hear. <laughs> well, maybe we should start with yours, uh, because okay. uh, uh, we spent the last uh, three years uh, waiting for the results of this uh, election that's uh, the, that happened in the in the United States There's and an election you, going on no. apparently yeah <laughs> Who P- knew? Paul's used his time very profitably to work out how many uh, seats the Netherlands would have in the electoral college uh, if it were the 51st state so what was your conclusion was Paul <laughs> well everyone has been thought that I spent days calculating this no, it's a pretty easy uh, and it just pretty easy, yeah. and it is pretty easy because the Netherlands has 17 and a half million f- uh, inhabitants and based on uh, 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 the number of electoral college uh, votes is roughly based on on, on, on the size of a state yeah. um, so I just put it in between New York and Pennsylvania and came up with uh, 23 electoral college seats yeah. I think the more interesting question though is Paul who would the Netherlands vote for in the, uh, in the <laughs> election? <laughs> Uh, definitely Biden. Uh, there was a poll last week which came out and it showed that 80% of uh, Dutch people would vote for Joe Biden, 20% for uh, for for Donald Trump, and that that's that has been this percentage has been steady for 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 decades now. 80% will vote uh, Democrat and 20% will vote Republican. Yeah. So um, and yeah, then when they uh, vote, they're all going to get a confirmation that says thank you for voting for Hugo de Jong, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so our state will go green. Yeah, the, uh, the Netherlands green. is going green. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, who yeah, the Dutch yeah. people want to vote for. This is not how yeah. it works here. Nope. Yeah. But, yeah, but then all the Dutch votes will be, will be thrown out at some point. Or they'll be challenged in court on the basis that it's not actually in the United States. So... Uh, that'll mean we'll never actually get a result I mean nobody's challenging Alaska and it's really not in the United States but (laughs) (laughs) or Hawaii Uh, yeah so what is up with your corona tong bread tong juggling situation Gordon I've completely missed this this week yeah, I think this refers to, uh, and I noticed I saw in the supermarket, it's been there for weeks actually, but it's um, uh, they just put up a notice um, by the bread counter at my local supermarket asking people to use the tongs, but they've just phrased it in this way that says, says something like, in verband met corona, and I kind of think that's not really, that's a bit unfortunate. So I suggest <laughs> What is the translation common- of that for our, for our non Well, this is the thing, you said, the, the idea is please, please, please use the bread tongs uh, to kind of to prevent corona but they phrased it in a way that sort of suggests that it's something that you do in association with corona like it's sponsored like, like the bread tongs are sponsored uh, by the coronavirus or something like that yeah. So, yeah yeah it's it's a little bit phrased weirdly yeah. but these are these are one of these typical supermarket notices with uh w- which somebody just you know writes down in word and prints without actually thinking about what it actually says yeah and, and no one uh, and no one really pays attention to it anyway yeah you know no well, exactly because nobody is using the tongue anyway. no exactly um 
but, but there are excellent Facebook groups which uh, collect these sort of notices. So um, there are whole calendars. Uh, you can get a um, a tear off calendar that's full of them because I've done that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For example, um, uh, everybody should use a, a a basket. Sometimes there is a notice with that, and then it says "geld for iedereen," so it yeah. applies to everyone. Yeah. But they forgot the T behind yes. it, so grammatically it says "money, money for, for everybody." For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So you should go yeah. up and go to counter and claim your free money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I used my basket. I would like my money. I'm into that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, and 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 and. and mo- Molly's our in-house spiritual advisor, which I just uh, p- purely because um, I thought that we need an in-house spiritual advisor. Having seen the inspiring pictures <laughs> of uh, Donald Trump's spiritual advisor on the internet this week, I thought this is this is something that we need in the Dutch news <sighs> camp. Yeah, yeah. So somebody just stand on a stage and shout phrases. I don't know why I have been nominated to this position. (laughs) I am not going to accept it. So no thanks. I think there is this special kind of American gene that you need for Mm. this sort of ridiculousness. And uh, yeah, Molly, Molly, to be fair, you are the American here. I would say uh, that it is not an American gene, but I suspect specifically like an evangelical gene. Um, that's not from my my background. I would be surprised. I think this lady is also from the South. Like you, you don't get, you only get that kind of worked upness. It's a it's a particular part of the U.S. where that sort of fever pitch <laughs> comes from. I think it's a toxic gene. Uh, I gene I don't think yeah. I could bring to the table her level of energy about <laughs> anything I was working on. Um, let alone spiritual well, I think, advice. I think Brabant produces special kind of drugs uh, yeah. to, to get. Yes, to indeed. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I'm gonna the need some drugs to, to make this happen. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, but the, the memes you, again were very. Yeah, good, the though. memes were very good for sure. Yeah, my, my my favorite bit about that video was was uh, not her, but it was the guy who kept walking across the background back and forth the whole time, looking thoroughly bored by the whole experience, <laughs> just trying to pretend he wasn't there. You know, he's he's there reading papers like a guy with a clipboard, just going backwards and yeah. forwards and just reading these notes as if this wasn't happening. It was I amazing. mean, if you're used to going to church every week on Sunday and probably also for Bible study on Wednesday, and this is all yeah. that's happening, it just becomes background noise. Like it doesn't. Yeah. If you sit through six hours of this every weekend like you don't think of this as being something that you know you can't ignore and walk around and check a clipboard on so i mean i think that that's like yeah i'm not surprised as a person yeah, who's been just, in these churches i'm not surprised yeah, that, that, that guy is my inspiration though yeah you know, <laughs> just ignore everything which is what i've been yeah. doing this week you should have made my job title like person who's gotten a solid nine hours of sleep every night um no i don't, I don't well I don't, I don't want to talk about that let's just get gloss over i think i managed <laughs> six is my best night this week so yeah let's, let's move on yeah but you have to just channel go. your inner clipboard guy and just put the phone down at 10 p.m <laughs> and go to bed because you can't change anything yeah go to bed at 10 o'clock when two other people in my house that still need to have their teeth brushed that'll work yeah <laughs> <laughs> just the, the level of ridiculousness this, this past week has been yes outstanding (laughs) so speaking of ridiculousness we have some that's actually not related to the u.s elections you are referring to the ophef of the week i am referring to the ophef of the week yeah because uh we have a lot of fake news coming from a certain american politician in the past week but also in the netherlands we have politicians who claim to hate but secretly love fake news um forum for democracy leader cherry baudet hates the dutch mainstream media especially the nos he finds them unfair biased and partisan and therefore he started his very own 
unfair, biased and partisan news show. It's called the FVD Journal and it broadcasts, uh, I think, weekly uh, on YouTube. And it has been controversial in the past because of its uh, enormous quantities of fake news uh, told by questionable guests such as uh, Virus Rasputin Willem Engel and conspiracy <laughs> rappers Lange Frans and Tisha Boy J. Uh, this week, however, they had invited Michaela Schippers, an actual professor at the Erasmus University in Rotterdam. She came to talk about the coronavirus and she stated that the contagiousness, mortality and dangers of COVID-19 are grossly overestimated. Uh, she claimed that falsely, by the way. And she said we just had to look at the previous viruses, such as COVID-1 to 18, to see her point. Paul, could you maybe explain to people why COVID is called COVID-19? It's called COVID-19 because it means... Uh, coronavirus disease 2019 because it was discovered in 2019 and it just doesn't mean that it is uh, the 19th version of the virus uh, obviously COVID 1 to 18 is <laughs> not a thing no. um, uh, uh, a clip of, of her talking about it went viral on the internet and later she said on um, on Twitter that she was misinterpreted and uh, she, she referred to a uh, paper that just described the normal flu that indeed recurs every year uh, And uh, but yeah that obviously has nothing to do with the current global pandemic so this is just um, a more elaborate way of saying it's just a flu basically yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah because she, except she's dumber actually yeah, this much is dumber. the dumber yeah. version of yeah. it's just a flu yeah indeed yeah. she she showed just this graph uh which uh indeed had all sorts of spikes which which returned every year but yeah. that was just the normal flu which indeed recurs every year and uh it was labeled with numbers because it was a graph which spanned 20 years so uh 2001 was called the the, the first spike was called one because it referred to 2001 and the second 2002 and so on uh, but she interpreted that <laughs> as um coronaviruses like the yeah. first coronavirus and the second but it it was just completely wrong yeah uh, it just looked like she'd drawn on it in crayon you know, it was, it was quite. Yeah. She, she she grabbed the first graph she could find, and then uh, yeah, and then tried to use it to justify her argument. It actually made it look yeah. even weaker. I think she Paul, desperately tried to find. Are we here listening find... to this Alpef not because it's the Alpef of the week, but because it involves a bad graph, <laughs> and this is all that you care about in the world? <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Okay. Um, this wasn't the first time uh, she caused uh, OPEF in the Forum for Democratie Journal, by the way. Uh, two months ago, she uh, was also a guest on the show where she made the ridiculous prediction that the measures meant to prevent the spread of COVID-19 will lead to more deaths than the First and the Second World War combined. So not the actual virus, but the, the measures will mm. lead to these sort of numbers. Um, more than 100 million people died in these conflicts and ironically the only thing in recent history that comes near to this in terms of death is the actual global pandemic yeah. of 1919 impressive yeah. was she was she was she implying that the netherlands the entire population yeah. of the netherlands would die is that this is that, you know <laughs> no, the, the, don't answer this question i don't actually want to know yeah, the, 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 i think she's trying to say the entire population of the netherlands would die six times in fact like you, you have to come back from the dead, and yeah, I do realize she was talking in global terms, not just about the Netherlands, but yeah, uh, it seemed a little far fetched given that 
We can't I think it does seem a, yeah. just a smidge far-fetched. <laughs> Perhaps she meant the, 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 the number of Dutch uh, deaths in World War One, which was actually mm. zero. So maybe yeah. she... Uh, well, there must have been a couple, right? A couple of Dutch... I mean, yeah, somebody died of yeah. scurvy or something, right? <laughs> like, it had to be. Probably, yeah. But I don't think there were actual Dutch casualties. Not in... Not, uh, no, not official the, the World marriage, War One's... Uh, yeah, the Dutch weren't didn't weren't in World War One. I. Uh, no, the, the Netherlands didn't participate in the in the First World War, but I'm sure there were some that uh, that joined yeah. the, the German side because that's what we what we do in in, in World Wars. Um, yes. But these are more like official a casualties. Bomb got accidentally dropped over the border and killed like a farmer in Brabant that was intended for a, a person in Belgium, I suspect. Yeah, they went to Berlin Nassau and they just couldn't. They didn't know where they were shooting. <laughs> they could. Yeah, I mean, how how do you control the mustard gas in a situation <laughs> like this? <laughs> yeah, probably somebody just ordered a croquette and accidentally got some mustard gas with yeah. it instead of actual mustard. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't tell the difference until it was too late. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst joke yeah. we've ever made on this podcast. <laughs> we did build all the German uh, German airplanes, though, so maybe yeah. that uh, caused some uh, some deaths. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah. But, but yeah, she is wrong. That's the point. Yeah, yeah that's yes. the ultimate point. Did, did she think it was like you know um, those those music compilation cassettes or or the Fast and the Furious series films where you just start at one and work your way up, but work your way through them? You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, quite amazing. I believe we also have twenty versions of uh, of Fast and the Furious, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. I yeah. absolutely lost kind of it. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. They, they want to stop the franchise at COVID-16 but um, you know, one of the actors uh, shortened his pension so they they, made so they bring him back as a hologram didn't they do that for one of the t- you know what yeah, they did it for Paul Watson I haven't yeah, seen the movie exactly but right. I know the memes I, I basically all my knowledge also for the for the American US elections all my knowledge is, is, comes is memes. in terms of memes yeah, yeah, and it, yeah you're the not the thing. only one including all of the Dutch experts who seem to have gotten all of their information from memes as we're going to talk about later on this podcast oh great okay, I'm very excited for this yeah, me too. <laughs> so this week uh, we've got the latest news on the coronavirus lockdown in the Netherlands. We've got two elections for the price of one and a fishy tail that went off the rails. Coronavirus infections began to fall this week as the country began a two-week enhanced lockdown, hard lockdown. We need a name for this lockdown, I think. Lockdown plus, lockdown with cheese. Uh, lockdown like that. plus? Yeah. Uh, wasn't it a, uh, uh, a temp no, bonus a, a bonus lockdown. lockdown? Well, no, that, that was the oh, one that they brought lockdown. in three weeks yeah. ago. That's a partial lockdown. But what do you call this, okay. these extra measures? It needs a name. Uh, yeah. The 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 apocalypse lockdown. I don't know. Oh, Everything yeah. seems to be a sort of uh, the deep c- state lockdown. This, yeah. The deep, deep state, state lockdown. lockdown. Yeah, we, let's just call it that. Yeah. Anyway, on Thursday, just under seven thousand new cases were reported. Uh, the sixth day in a row that uh, the daily number of infections has fallen, and more than. 30% down from the peak which is only last weekend. Hospital admissions mm. have also dipped for the first time in weeks in what Ernst Kaupers, uh, the head of the uh, National Acute Care Association, called exceptional news, but he's warned us not to hang out the flag just yet um, or the little <laughs> lintia that goes on the end of your flag or any of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> There are still more than 2,500 COVID-19 patients in hospital. There are more than 600 in intensive care and an average of 73 deaths a day were recorded in last week. And that number is still rising. 
the interesting thing here is that uh, this uh, the, the numbers has been um, uh, going down for the what was it the About sixth six days day in a row. Yeah. But wasn't the first few days there were a lot of mix mix-ups with uh, with uh, with data that wasn't uh, complete? Yeah, we discussed like this that, last or? week. There were a couple of days where the data was incomplete, so it was about twenty to twenty-five percent short. Uh, but that was last. That was more last week. Um, hmm. Actually, I think last Friday was the last day that happened. So and, and then obviously over the weekend they said, although they weren't clear about it, that they'd added in the figures they were missing in the subsequent days. Um, they didn't okay. actually give us a breakdown. So it might be those figures for last weekend were exaggerated. Um, so they, they, they got over eleven thousand, um, which might explain why there's been a very fast fall off. But anyway, it, the downward trend's been been set in for nearly a week now. So that's kind that's of good news. And that's very good news. Yeah. I have to admit that during this uh, presidential election week, I completely forgot there was a forgot pandemic going it, yeah. on. So, so did you not wear your mask <laughs> to the shop or anything? No, so. I, did, I did go outside. <laughs> yeah. I just stayed right. in. Yeah. I was prepared. Did you stayed in and just hit the refresh button on the map constantly. Like, yeah, like, you like haven't... I, I mean, yeah. Paul clearly has not left this chair three days, <laughs> no, like, no, no. let alone left the house. Exactly, yeah. I had a, a huge um, uh, 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 bunch of popcorn in store. <laughs> uh, I almost ran out of it. I didn't expect that uh, it, it would last so long as as it did. Uh, but I was the prepared, election so. counting, not the popcorn. Just Sorry, to clarify, what? the election counting wasn't going to last as long as it did. Not the popcorn. Uh, I think you'd be finished soon if you'd just counted your popcorn. Actually, and yeah, this is yeah. true. Yeah, and no one yeah, was going to challenge that result either. So, yeah, <laughs> um, some people are wondering why we're having a lockdown when cases are falling. Yes, uh, because uh, the, um, the, the straight answer is the numbers are still too high, and uh, exactly. the idea is to drive drive numbers down faster. And you can often have a better effect when you push when you're pushing down the hill than when you're pushing up a hill. Um, so, you should be a physics uh, teacher, Gordon. Do you reckon? This yeah. is uh, this, yeah. This is uh, <laughs> oh, mind-blowing physics. Maybe I could be a professor at uh, Erasmus University because it seems to be quite a low bar <laughs> to get in there. I mean, I, I was going to say, I think Truby could be a professor at Erasmus University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the effect is still being felt in the in the healthcare system, and uh, regular appointments are being cancelled, which is bad news uh, in all sorts of ways. So the idea is to drive the infections down faster over the next two weeks. And although seven thousand sort of sounds like a good number now because we had 11,000 last week back at the end of September when they announced the partial lockdown we were at 3,000 and 7,000 looked yeah. disastrous which actually it is yeah. Uh, so yeah that's, that, that, that's why some people have queried it um, but uh, it, it, it's pretty obvious uh, really the extra lockdown measures were announced on Tuesday night came into effect at 10 o'clock on Wednesday in addition to bars and restaurants which were shut during the uh, partial lockdown swimming pools museums cinemas libraries zoos saunas and sex clubs are all shut for at least the next two weeks. Groups of no more than two people are allowed outside together uh, or as visitors to your home, uh, so the circle parties are definitely off. The government made two concessions during debate on the measures in Parliament after one MP pointed out that that meant it was okay to buy a book but not to borrow one. So libraries are now open for counter-service uh, and for students who depend on them for internet access out of school. Community centres are also going to be allowed to continue providing one-to-one -one support. So good to see that, um, uh, yeah, the, the, obviously some of the most uh, vulnerable and people who, do, who have no internet access at home uh, are not going to be um, completely cut out of uh, society. Yeah, so the, the zoos are closed. I believe there were also two chimpanzees who heard about it. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, tried to escape. they made a fast escape, indeed. <laughs> uh, that was in, where was that? I've forgotten now. 
There was an Amersfoort. In Amersfoort, that's right. Yeah, so was yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So Did that happen in like 2016 or something? It feels a long time ago. Time, I, I have no idea. Time has just lost all meaning. Yeah, but, but, but the two, 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 so two chimpanzees escaped from Amersfoort Zoo, and um, they had to shoot them basically so yeah that yeah. was yeah. a very sad news this week yeah this is yeah. a terrible story yeah. and we're not covering it because we don't need any more terrible news no in other words molly's going to ask the next question <laughs> yes i'm we're moving on uh i wanted to make a i actually i wanted to do an interlude about the book hamstering the book do we see the uh do we see this that uh that no? because the libraries were gonna shut people checked out tons and tons of books including everyone in my entire book club who is sharing pictures in our whatsapp group of the giant stacks of books that they hamstered i didn't see this at i think all, you no. could check out uh 20 books from the rotterdam library and people were checking out 20 books from mm-hmm. the rotterdam library <laughs> I, I haven't seen it, but I'm uh, I'm pretty amazed with this news. I thought all uh, all libraries in the countries were uh, 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 were abandoned and nobody ever used them anymore. Oh no, 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 sir, that is not. No, they're definitely not the case. well used. I'm pleasantly yeah. surprised. Yeah. yeah, even I uh, I don't have a library card to a Dutch library. I have a library card to a to a U.S. library, but I often get Dutch friends of mine to check books out of Dutch libraries for me. <laughs> of course, so. you have a scheme for this. I have a scheme <laughs> for this. Yes, yeah, of course. To the voice. Um, no, there was an article in the Odd Day about like. Like book hamster I think the uh, the headline was which oh, was very nice. funny yeah. Yeah. yeah what would be the sign language um, so- uh, gesture for that Book hamster. Uh, just bliss, basically. <laughs> That's my idea of bliss. It's yeah, just a too. stack of 20 books and nowhere to go and nothing to do. But I would to love read. that, and I'm looking yeah. forward to it happening in about 2033. But yeah. It, I, which is also when we'll get US election results. Possibly. So great timing. <laughs> uh, so, Gordon, infections are falling everywhere then. This is all good news, right? No. No, they're not falling oh. everywhere, sadly. There are still some wow. uh, pockets of infection and places where infections are going up. Uh, Rutter said on Tuesday that uh, a full lockdown might be necessary in some regions. Um, that would involve closing the schools, uh, which controversially have not been closed in this uh, in this lockdown. Four areas are under the spotlight, one of which is Rotterdam. Still wait, 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 sorry. Yeah. You skip over the most important thing that's going to close down. Oh, the, 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 the hairdressers. hairdressers. The hairdressers, yes. yes. Indeed. That will sorry. be disastrous. For some people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yes, fingers crossed. Uh, no hairdressers or beauty salons have to close. Um, Indeed. Otherwise, I think. Uh, hang on, hang on. I need to. I need to check hand. something. Oh, I'm getting my hair cut on Tuesday, so it's fine oh, if it's they okay. have to close. Okay. I yeah. don't care. Is it being cut uh, by Mrs. It, it being cut by Mrs. De Younger? She, <laughs> she seems to be really got um, really good at cutting. No, hair. because I want my hair to look nice at the end of it. <laughs> so, Ruth, Prime Minister Mark Rutte, if you're listening, Molly gives permission for this uh, closing of the hairdressers. Yeah, right. go for it. They'll yeah, announce yeah. that on Tuesday evening if they're going to close them. My haircut's Tuesday morning. I think if you're listening to this over the weekend and you think, hey, I might need a haircut, this is your moment to just make sure you get that scheduled in. Yeah. Uh, so, Rotterdam is one place uh, because they're reporting more than 500 cases a day. In Twente, infections almost doubled from Tuesday to Wednesday um, and although they fell back again on Thursday uh, the region is still recording more than 300 infections daily which is about the same number as Amsterdam and then Central and West Brabant and Zoutel and Zout which is the area around Dordrecht have also been put on watch. Uh, ministers are expected to decide in the next few days if local lockdowns are needed and two um, of these uh, safety council regions in Zeeland and um, Gelderland have, uh, scale, uh, have moved up the uh, alert scale from um, uh, serious to very serious or no to, to, to serious rather to ernstig this week 
So some places are clearly and not. And what was my? Going they've now moved to a four four level scale. It's a four level right? scale. We had three yeah. at we're, first, and now it's four. Yeah. I liked the three better because we informally came up with everything. What was our what was our informal scale for this? Like everything is fine. Nothing is fine. Nothing is fine. Panic. And you're fucked. Fu- basically, uh, yeah, we're yeah, our yeah, three yeah, like yeah, levels, yeah. and now there's four. So we have to come up with another yeah, one. Yeah, like su- super super annoying. fucked or something. But super yeah, fucked. super fucked. Yeah, <laughs> but, but tw- tw- like tw- U.S. Tw- democracy. So it's like yeah. you're fine. <laughs> Uh, panic! You're fucked. U.S. democracy. Yeah, yeah that is yeah, the. Uh, that's yeah, our scale. Yeah, that's our new scale. That's our new scale. And 20 out of the 25 regions are now in the U.S. democracy level. So, yeah, that's, that's a problem. Yeah, that, that's that is a huge problem. Good. Yeah. So we are turning in the 51st state of the U.S. Yes. Yeah, indeed. This is good news. Yeah. Um, so, what about the travel situation? Uh, yeah, and Mark Rutter's told everyone not to travel abroad for Christmas or the first half of January. So, don't cross the border. And everybody listen. Don't to go this. everywhere. Everyone listen to it. Yet, yeah, because the reason for that is that the first wave was imported by people who went skiing in Italy and Austria uh, last February, and then the second wave was brought back by people with their duty frees um, coming back from Spain. Actually, you don't get duty free from Spain because it's in the European Union. Um, but uh, anyway, the yeah. But you can get you can get cigarettes. And, and alcohol are cheaper there than yeah, in the Netherlands. That so is I true. Think a lot of people just went there and 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 bought their bought their cigarettes over there. Yeah, and picked up some Corona while they were at it. Uh, so indeed. Yeah, uh, because you can actually buy Corona in. The, that's why they make Corona, of course, in Spain, um, and, and they bottle it. So, <laughs> so I heard that from my my, my professor in Rotterdam. Uh, so no no one's allowed to cross the border this Christmas. Absolutely no exceptions. Uh, well, no, there's there's one exception, um, which is oh. which is Curacao. Uh, yes, because it's part of the kingdom of the Netherlands, and so apparently that makes it immune from COVID nineteen. So, <laughs> and guess what happened next when we announced that people are allowed to travel to Curaçao? I have no idea what on earth you could be talking about, <laughs> Molly. Molly, I see you. You went to Curaçao. I oh oh no, my fake Skype background has disappeared and has revealed me to be on a beach in Curacao with the entire population Which of the is Netherlands. Fun. But that's apparently. okay. That's that, that's fine. That's all right. So we will have um uh people hoarding library books. Mm-hmm. We yes. have people hoarding uh hairdresser appointments yes. because Molly just called for that. Yeah. Uh, yes. And we will also have people hoarding Curacao holiday destinations. Yes, yes t- tickets to Curacao. There's basically a, ma- yeah. a mad rush to tickets to Curacao. Uh, the, um, the, the Simone van der Berg spokeswoman for travel operator Corendon said they received thousands of bookings uh, in the aftermath of the press conference. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, so, so everyone's obviously very, very worried about the so, about the coronavirus. So the answer is to all jump in a plane, cram into a plane and go off to the Caribbean. And go to a tiny island. Yeah. I mean, so, I guess the whole thing obviously sounds completely ridiculous. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to include Curacao... In as part of the country, then you can't have like these weird separate rules, right? I mean, like I feel like the government is kind of stuck here. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, I think legally yeah. they, they couldn't block Curacao in the same way that they blocked other parts of um, uh, off, um, the, uh, um, yeah, places that are actually uh, not, yeah, not, not in the Netherlands, where you have to cross yeah, the border exactly. with your passport. Um, but of course, yeah, yeah. Curacao is only um, uh, permissible, of course, as long as it remains a yellow zone, as in um, yeah. a, 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 as in you're you're allowed to travel there observing local mm. restrictions but I think they fixed that because we're going to export the coronavirus now in right, the same yeah. way that we I was going to ex- say that's not going to yeah. last for long and this exactly. is kind of a Dutch tradition yeah. you know, in the 80s we exported our criminals to, well, <laughs> first of all yeah, yes yeah, yeah, exactly. we exported our criminals to Curacao now we're exporting our sick people so this you know, is this yeah. is <laughs> 
very good and very uh, good uh, very good strategy yeah. uh, the government could also just stopped bailing out KLM and then people wouldn't have no ways of going to Curacao. It could true. also be a, 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 a sort of a brute force method to prevent I people mean, from going there. Uh, Paul, but, yeah. is that true? Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but this country has a long history of building boats and sailing to other countries <laughs> and bringing their diseases with them. Mm. So <laughs> I feel like the Dutch would find a way. Bringing, bringing the diseases to the new world. Yeah, the, we, we have yeah. a history of that indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, history repeating itself. Indeed. Uh, uh, I have a question. Uh, I haven't watched uh, the news conference on Tuesday because I was uh, you watching, watching the US yeah, elections. And so CNN didn't didn't uh, didn't broadcast uh, Mark Rutte's uh, press conference. Well, that's terribly remiss of everything, them. but they should have yeah. done this. Yeah. Um, also, I uh, did Mark Rutte specifically mention that traveling to Curacao was still allowed. Yes, he did. Yeah, he said the yeah. Caribbean so Netherlands was still. Um, uh, you, you I still think it was there. in response yeah. to a question. Oh, okay. So because otherwise he could have just not not said anything, it, yeah. and then yeah. people wouldn't, you know, have the idea. Did this yeah, was right. Still allowed. But it was a question, okay. I thought this was just uh, part of his speech. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was in response to a question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And if you go to the Caribbean, you do need to have tested negative for coronavirus uh, no longer than 72 hours before you take off. And previously not been in an area where the virus has been widespread. So that's a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> if you've been in the Netherlands, then um, yeah. Indeed. You're, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, at least we won't be catching the virus in ski resorts this year. Because uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that makes yeah, winter sport holidays are definitely canceled. water skiing is also possible in Curacao. So perhaps. Yeah. Uh, oh. This week we had a bunch of uh, political news, so here's a little roundup. First, Prime Minister Mark Rutte will indeed be the number one on the Favorite Days candidate list. That's it. That's the news. That's the news. I was shocked. I was yeah. truly shocked. Never I was also truly shocked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last week we already talked about it, but then it was not official yet. There were just no. rumors, but on Saturday he confirmed it. Also, very unsurprisingly, with an interview with the Telegraph newspaper, yeah. um, which is uh, sort of the, 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 the house newspaper for the VVD. Indeed. Uh, uh, if there are no uh, measures against uh, speed limits and, uh, and and stuff like that, otherwise they will call him Marx Rutte, which is also yes. always a very good very good pun, I think. Can I ask a question about this? So I saw a bunch of discussion on Twitter about whether or not it was appropriate for the prime minister to give this announcement in a newspaper that put the article behind a paywall. I was wondering if we had thoughts. Hmm. Well, it's their right, right? It's their it's a business model to sell uh, sell news. Sure, I mean, I have no problem with there being a paywall. I mean, like journalists gotta get paid, but I do wonder about like whether or not this is good for the country for the article in which he's talking about this to not be accessible to people unless they give the Telegraph money. Yeah, but the only real news about it was uh, the fact that he's going to be candidate uh, for the, the number one candidate for his party i mean the rest of the article was basically interview i think uh, was it was basically kind of fluff about his uh, his personal life and stuff there's a huge amount of stuff really seismically important things uh, that people need to know i mean I the news was in the headline i mean i think it bothers and, and, me a little bit you could have given this to the nos where it would be publicly available or told the telegraph that it has to be public until a certain period of time or something i don't know you kind of rubbed me the wrong way 
Hmm. I think uh, this interview was done not as prime minister, but as VVD leader. So perhaps that's also a little mm. bit different. Um, it's not really something that has a direct impact on people's lives. It's not like, I mean, if, if he made an announcement about new lockdown measures and that was behind the paywall, then I'd have a problem yeah, because people yeah, need no, to know that. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there, there's the, nothing in this article that people really need to know that's material to their lives. I agree. Um, moving on, uh, two political parties have published their party manifesto for the March 2021 general elections over the weekend. Uh, Partij van de Arbeid, led by Lodewijk Ascher, did, uh, did this last Saturday. The Labour Party says the coronavirus crisis has increased inequality in society. Uh, the party therefore wants to abolish the own risk component in the healthcare uh, payment scheme and also in an increase of the minimum wage from 10 euros uh, an hour to 14. Uh, Labour also wants to invest in hundreds of thousands of public sector jobs such as teaching assistants and playground wardens and much like the Socialist Party which published this manifesto uh, last month, the Partij van de Arbeid wants companies to set up profit sharing schemes for its workers and, a, and also they want a, a mass building program for new houses. That's also one uh, on, their, on, on the party's wish list. Uh, additionally, uh, PvdA and GroenLinks have announced they will not join a coalition without the other party. So, um, yeah, if you if you want to uh, have the PvdA in your coalition, you have to uh, accept GroenLinks and uh, vice versa. Um, the manifesto is unfortunately not available in English, and I'm not sure if they're going to publish it uh, in English uh, anytime soon. Yeah, it does kind of raise the question of why PVDA and GroenLinks are different parties, though, if they're going exactly. to just... Because effectively now, you, what they're saying is, is is we have this joint list of candidates that will be... Either they'll be in the coalition or in opposition. I thought we I thought we solved this problem last week. Didn't we? We solved this this issue. If you're an old person, you vote for Labour. And if you're a young person, you vote for GroenLinks. That's it. That's the difference. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's the difference. But uh, yeah. you know, now they they sort of joined and merged their lists uh, together. Uh, and also, uh, I would like to uh, bring in mind the the stemweiser issue they had in the past elections when when they 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 answered all sixty carefully selected questions that that sort of reflect uh, the issues of the country and of the voters and they, they they answered them in the exact same way so they have the exact same opinion over these very important issues so uh, my theory is that they just should merge together currently they have a share of 20 percent of the vote so that's almost 30 seats in parliament they should just merge together and then get things done because now they are so small uh, th they will be just simply overlooked by the other parties and yeah. that way they can uh, actually achieve something. I was in a discussion with uh, several GroenLinks um, of, uh, members uh, yesterday I uh, suggested that the, these parties just should merge because they are, you know, in the eyes of a lot of voters they are basically the same and um, there's absolutely no difference between them. And uh, these GroenLinks people, they they were very opposed to this idea. They they Some even said that the, the Labour Party is evil. Um, I found that very interesting because, you know, how can a party be evil and have the exact same uh, 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 opinions and uh, ideas as your party? But they couldn't really answer that question. Um, nonetheless, uh, I do think they should just merge because they're the same. And now effectively they already have merged because you know it's they, they promise not to go into a coalition without the other so no. okay so uh, yes yeah, so that's the labor party's manifesto and they've also had a manifesto from uh, the christian democrats cdr 
Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, the CDA is led, of course, by health minister and unwanted stock photo model Hugo de Jonge. Um, the most striking item in the manifesto <laughs> is that the party wants to install a completely new electoral system. Uh, they have looked to the United States and uh, they thought, well, this is a good idea. Yeah. Were they drunk? Uh, what the? They were. Or, or, the, or the UK. UK has this system as well, and yeah. uh, things are going fine there. Indeed, uh, they want to have a um, first past the post. Is that what they're asking for? No, instead of Not quite. No. <laughs> instead of electing all 150 MPs on the basis of party list, the Christian Democrats want 100 of them to be elected by 12 or 15 local constituencies. But you know that means that you're going to have to have a sort of first past the vote system, right? Or, a, or It'd be more like, or, like, a, like a transferable vote system or something, because the regions would elect more than one representative. Yeah. Oh, this okay. This is extremely like that. dumb. So, Why do they want this? Yeah, they want some regional representation in the because currently there's none, right? Yeah. I, sometimes I try to explain this to uh, uh, British friends or, or American friends or even French yeah. friends when I say there's no local representation. I have no MP where, which, who I can call or email with my concerns and they, they th really find that mind-blowing. Yeah. And actually, in a way, it is, it is a bit weird, but I, I don't think it... Uh, and this has led to an unworkable or an undesirable situation in the Netherlands. So I don't, I, I don't find it is necessary to change it. There's less need for a kind of regional system in a country that's this size as well. I no, mean, there, yeah, there exactly. are parliamentary constituencies in the UK which, uh, which, are, which are almost the size of the Netherlands. I mean, Argyll and Butte. It takes you four hours to drive across it because it's yeah. all kind of little bits of uh, sea in between uh, and islands and stuff. So you know, and the, 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 there is no journey of longer than four hours you can go in this country without crossing a border i guess you technically could if you just drove in like a corkscrew pattern that got progressively <laughs> smaller and smaller until you ended up in Tibilt, right i mean like that's the only way to drive for four hours in this country without crossing a national border or driving into the sea yeah yeah i i don't really see why a change in the system would be necessary also it would be It would take years and years to establish this because it would. I think it would require a a change of the constitution, and that that always has to pass uh, through two uh, parliamentary um, assemblies. So there is always a lot of regional representation to Veda Kama because um, the, the, a large number of MPs are always based in Maastricht, aren't they? For some, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are all coming <laughs> some from Limburg. unaccountable reason. Yeah, they all come from Limburg. Yeah, Limburg is the fallen dam of Dutch politics. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and they all make sure they they, they claim return train journeys uh, to to and from Maastricht, <laughs> even though they have their apartment here in The Hague. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, also, the CDA uh, had this advertisement in 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 national newspapers where they had a face of Joe Biden and a face of Joe Biden and and CDA in the middle, where they said, "Isn't it nice to have a party in the middle?" Because the CDA is is sort of considered to be the centrist party. And I was like, "Then if the United States is so bad, then stop pretending we are the." United United right, States by yeah. coming up with terms mm. such as running mate, which isn't a thing in the Netherlands. W what does that mean in the Netherlands? That your number two on the party list will be the next vice prime minister? That that never <laughs> happens because uh, the vice prime ministers are typically uh, distributed uh, among the other coalition parties. Yes. So this yeah. isn't a thing in the Netherlands. Stop pretending that it is. And also Deze's sister uh, did this as well with an advertisement, uh, and they came up with the whole idea of a of a of a uh, designated survivor because. Yeah. 
yeah. as one of these MPs was look, mm. watching this Netflix series and thought, oh, this is nice, what they do in America. We should do this here too. <laughs> stop, yeah. pr- stop playing America in Dutch politics. And also this regional thing is also, I think... Um, uh, 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 you know this 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 constituency plan is also a result of 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 Dutch politicians watching too much CNN. Yeah, I'm and with you. I I know yeah. what's what watching too much CNN can do with a person. So <laughs> indeed, stop yeah, you, you, your first-hand experience of the damage it can do. Yeah, indeed. For sure. I I yeah. <laughs> I hear I hear phantom key race alerts all the time. So <laughs> don't watch CNN. It is dangerous. Uh. Um. Shall we uh, continue with the CDA's plans for the next year? Yes, because yeah. sure. they, they have a number of other plans as well. Uh, it includes a 10 million uh, euro house building program. I think that's one of the... Yeah. Uh, every party will have a, uh, a house building uh, program uh, in their manifesto. Yeah. And the CDA is sure. no exception. They also want an improvement of public transportation, especially metros and uh, wheel sculptures. They want to, uh, to, uh, to, to, yeah. uh, to improve yeah. that as well. Um, yeah, wheel sculptures at every station. Indeed, uh, yeah. and also they want a, a national high-speed train routes, even though the okay. Netherlands is too small for this. To <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. by the time you get the train up to speed, you're in Belgium, right? Like that's how this <laughs> exactly. works. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And nobody yeah. wants that. Yeah. Uh, and the last time we tried high-speed trains, it was a disaster because we ordered them from the Italians. And they Indeed. Fell apart. Yeah, this Indeed. is true. <laughs> uh, and they, they weren't even technically high-speed trains because they couldn't reach the, 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 the speed which, <laughs> which, which makes them a high-speed train. So uh, yeah. uh, if I have any advice to the CDA, look at the size of the country and uh, realize yeah. that it is a tiny country and all these things will not uh, uh, have any effect um, the CDA also is very opposed to um, uh, drugs, so they want to have 400 million euros extra uh, in tackling drug crimes. And again, the manifesto is not available in English. Yeah, I mean, surely they could save a bit on the 400 million euros if they just asked their party members in Brabant to go and check the stables <laughs> more often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that would sort out a lot of uh, drug production. <laughs> you, you need to be a CDA advisor, Gordon. Yeah, for sure. You, everything you've said in the past uh, two minutes is, is makes more sense than the whole CDA manifesto. <laughs> then uh, moving on to Forum for Democracy, they presented the first 10 people on their candidate list on Saturday. Unsurprisingly, this is led by Cherry Baudet, followed by eccentric lawyer and uh, grumpy elderly Theo Hedema. Uh, anti-seat snatching, seat snatching MP Wiebren van Haga <laughs> is the number eight on the list. He was kicked out of the favor day last year and remained in parliament as an independent MP, even though he used to be opposed to MPs leaving parties and staying on as independent MPs. He later joined Forum for Democracy, even though the party used to be against MPs leaving parties and staying on as independents, <laughs> but you know, who cares anymore? He basically sold his soul to the FVD. Mm. He's been doing all yeah. the dirty work for the, for the, for the party uh, coming up with ridiculous plans and uh, saying ridiculous things uh, and they rewarded him with a number eight position which according to the latest polls will not be enough for for in for a seat in parliament next year that's delightful really yeah it is a friend of mine once uh, came up with this imaginary list of things that Van Haga was going to fight for. So he said uh, he was going to fight for fun fairs, for for uh, hot air balloons, for um, for horses, for whatever. And uh, <laughs> he came up with this list four months ago, uh, and there were a couple of them, and uh, four of the eight items he actually fought for on Twitter. So he actually uh, supported. Yeah, right. yeah. So uh, again, comedy has turned into reality. The guy is just beyond. Satire. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, 2020 is the year that satires died. I mean, I think we've In- all acknowledged this. <laughs> indeed. 
last but not least, the government has finalized its plans to ensure safe voting in March next year. The elections will be spread over three days, if necessary, instead of one. And everyone over the age of 70 will be allowed to uh, mail in their vote. So we look forward to a flood of fake votes then. <laughs> yeah, yes. Indeed, because everybody has yeah. been, uh, is dead. Yeah. The plans still need to be passed through the Tweede, and, uh, Tweede Kamer and also the Eerste Kamer. But under the current plans, op- opinion polls will not be banned during the extended election period. And mm. I believe that's the thing in the, mm. in the United Kingdom, right? And perhaps yeah. even in the United States. So then in the UK, you are not allowed to release any opinion polls or even actually discuss political issues while people are voting. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, th- so uh, uh, some journalists have raised this issue to uh, Interior Minister Kasia Alungren, and she acknowledged that this could mean voters are influenced. And she said she will talk to the media and opinion pollsters about the problem. She could also just add it to the bill, right? Uh, but apparently, that wasn't an option for her. Paul, have you learned nothing? They just passed a law saying we could have masks 10 months after the pandemic started. So, like, let us not pretend that this is a thing that's ever going to happen. Yeah, they were also going to appeal, you know, morally appeal to um, uh, to to uh, housing uh, companies yeah. to uh, to not increase yeah. risks, uh, r- not increase um, uh, rents during the global pandemic. And yeah. all right, let's do. The other elections that are happening. I don't are, there know any, every... are there elections? There, is there another election? There yeah. are elections. Ukraine's having an election now, right now, isn't it? I think. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. No, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia as in the, the, the country, Republic not the Georgia. state in the US. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That, that, is, that is having an election right now. Yeah. And it's been quite controversial. So, so, yeah, so, so, so what's your take on uh, the, what's going on in uh, Tbilisi then? Um, it's my same take that's been going on in all elections. <laughs> we should just stop watching these and wait until the we results should, we come in. Stop having elections. I yeah. mean, I'm starting to be pro stopping having elections for sure. <laughs> After a ridiculous and exhausting slog, we still have no idea who the US president will be. Unlike some folks, I did not stay up late even a single night and I am feeling extremely smug about this. Dutch politicians couldn't resist getting their two cents in. Jesse Klaver, leader of the opposition party, Groen Link, said on Wednesday the events in the U.S. showed, quote, how dangerous it is when a president undermines democracy by claiming victory before all the votes have been counted. The Dutch government must call on Trump to abide by the rule of democracy. It's unclear to me why Klaver thinks that Steph Block telling Trump this is going to make one iota of difference, but... This is where we are. Shorts, it would make good TV, though. Yeah, exactly. Short Schwartzma, foreign affairs spokesperson for the coalition party De Sessestug, pressed Foreign Minister Steph Block and his European colleagues not to recognize Trump's declaration of victory, which he made certainly prematurely and probably incorrectly on Tuesday night. Uh, Joris Erdmans, Aldermans with the populist Leif Bar Rotterdam and candidate for Forum for Democracy in next year's general elections. Where is he on the list, Paul? Do you know? I was listening. <laughs> He's three or four, isn't he, Edmunds? He's quite high up. So he could get in, maybe. He could definitely get in. Yeah. I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he tweeted, whatever the ultimate outcome, nobody other than Trump is the moral winner of the 2020 U.S. elections, which may actually be the dumbest take of this entire fucking clusterfuck. <laughs> I am yeah. refusing to get into the absolutely terrible hot takes Dutch pundits have come up with. They are impressively wrong. I am happy to go through them in detail, but you are all going to have to send me some alcohol for that. Yeah. Which of the articles that I, uh, that I sent to you last uh, yesterday uh, aggravated you the most? D- just pick one. Uh... I don't think I could. 
I think they are all <laughs> aggravating in their own unique and, and special way, Gordon. And I hope you get hit by a fucking bus for sending them all to me. <laughs> you said, you said, I think you actually used the word I did, please. Yeah, I did ask you for one of them because I wanted to be able to reference it. And then I was like, I can't. We're going to be here for three hours if we try to break down yeah. all the dumb things that Dutch people have said about the US elections. I, I uh, had to explain on numerous occasions that gerrymandering doesn't have an effect on the Electoral College to Dutch people. I mean, there's a galaxy brain hot take on this, which is, is that there is some evidence, pretty good evidence, I think, that shows that gerrymandering in general decreases voter turnout. And if you decrease voter turnout, then it would have an mm. effect. Yeah. Yeah, but it, there's not a direct no. uh, influence no, no. on it. No. Because it applies to, to, to congressional yes. districts and not to yes. the Electoral College. I think the best takeaway that people can have is that when you are consuming information about stuff that is happening in a country that is not the country or closely connected to the country of the person who is giving you this information, you should be extremely skeptical of it. And we should apply this not just to the United States, where people weirdly think they're experts because you watch a lot of American TV, but to basically every place where you see, like, there's been some sort of, you know, upheaval in this country or whatever. And we see over and over and over again that there's, like, lots of people who write dumb things on the internet, and you get, like, some random academic who apparently studied at the University of Erasmus in Rotterdam, and they say a lot of dumb stuff, and they have no <laughs> idea what they're talking about. Yeah, uh, and this will be coming to us in uh, March next year as well. Yes, yes. So we're going to see this from the other side. Well, it's fun hot takes about how Kit Wilders is going to become prime minister. Yes, or how Antwerp, the vote in Antwerp is impacting the election, which was definitely a thing I saw reputable journalists writing about the last time we did this. I'm also really looking forward to, since everything from the US is imported in the Netherlands, I'm really looking forward to some politicians, I will not call their names, uh, questioning the results of uh, the, the counting of the votes uh, procedures. Uh, I'm really looking yes. forward yeah, to yeah. that. Especially as we're having postal votes this time, so that's going yeah, to ramp up the opportunities for, um, certain, for certain nameless politicians who are fond of conspiracy theories to uh, yeah, to mm, devise yes. new imaginative challenges to uh, to the voting system. Indeed. If the U.S. was a normal functioning democracy, we would have known on Tuesday night that former Vice President Joe Biden had won as he has received a majority of the votes. But the U.S. is not that. So instead, we are waiting for the results of an absurd, antiquated voting system designed to enfranchise white landowners during a period of human history when shitting in buckets and dying of scurvy was the norm. A few handful of U.S. states are still too close to call, namely Georgia, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, and Arizona, depending on if you ask Fox <laughs> News or not. It seems fairly likely that we will know who the next U.S. president is sometime on Friday. So hopefully by the time you're listening to this... It is over. I, uh, I I stopped making predictions or stopped hoping. Paul, well, how do you pronounce the name of this state that everybody has just discovered is actually a state? Nevada. Nevada. No, Nevada. <laughs> um, there, there's a running gag on my favorite show, Veep, yes. about the pronunciation of Nevada. Nevada. And yes. I, I, People I, from Nevada get real upset when you pronounce it Nevada. They don't like that. The US elections now, the counting of the votes has been dragging on for yes. ages now. 14 years, I think we are up to at this point. Yeah. Who knew that Soldat von Oranje would have its successor <laughs> in the US elections? Oh, how long have you been saving that joke for? That's a great one. <laughs> and and also if if this the, the the president's son gets his way and 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 war will actually break out then we will indeed have soldiers of orange yes. fighting <laughs> in the u.s paul do you want to do a real fun party trick that will entertain our listeners of course 
What is the capital of Georgia, one of the outstanding states? Atlanta. What is the capital of Pennsylvania? Harrisburg. What is the capital of North Carolina? Uh, Columbus. Columbia. Mm, is it really? Columbia. Yeah. 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 What's the capital of Nevada? Uh, Carson City. And what is the capital of Arizona? A Phoenix. What's the capital of the other outstanding state, but that everybody knows is going to go red? Alaska. Uh, Juno. Yes. Good work. Paul is fun. Paul is fun at parties. You should invite him. There are a number of states I always forget. For example, Nebraska, I always forget. I think it's Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh, it's yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. And there are a number of, of 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 capitals I always forget. But you know. Oh, Paul, n- you were wrong. Well, I was wrong. Oh. You were wrong about oh. North Carolina. Yeah. Oh no no! Rally rally North Carolina. You rally North listed Carolina. Listed the capital of South Carolina. The capital of North Carolina is Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, South Carolina is uh, it's Columbus. Co- then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I, 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 I corrected myself before you gave me the right answer. So I think it still counts. Stop the count. Stop no, the count. No, no, you can't submit answers and be postmarked <laughs> two minutes after Molly asked the question. That's fraud. not how it works. Stop the count. <laughs> Stop it's the fraud. Okay. Vote Mo- fraud. Molly, count. Considering the amount of sleep deprivation you've had, <laughs> I will count it. Molly, what's, Trivia fraud. Molly, what's the capital of Drenthe? Uh, over ISIL. Almost. It's awesome. What's the capital of North Holland? Uh... Brussels. Holland. <laughs> Holland, yeah. I think Gordon knows the capitals better than Only you. Only because my kids have had to learn it for school. I can. Yeah. T- I actually, I can do this because you have to do it for the Embergering. Okay, the last one. Zeeland. Uh, Jacinda Arden? <laughs> <laughs> no, Old Zeeland. Oh, oh, of Old Zeeland. Uh, I think it's uh, Raleigh. That's that's my final Raleigh. answer. <laughs> no, it's Columbus. It's Columbus. Unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's uh, Milburg. If you like this podcast enough to contribute to our team Christmas outing to Curacao, or you just want to help us buy better recording equipment, you can join our team as sponsors on Patreon. All new patrons get a shout-out on air by way of thank you and the chance to ask us any questions anytime. And a special shout-out this week to all our patrons in the US, uh, especially but not just uh, Minnesota. I hope you all uh, voted. And to Sarah Cameron, who is our new patron this week. Sarah doesn't have a question for us, but we're very grateful to you for your support. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the Dutch News Podcast, log on to patreon.com slash dutchnewsnl. Yeah, please send us questions because we always like to to answer them. Yeah, we like, we like good questions. And you. send us money, we also like that. Yeah, we yeah. like money too. You can always just send us a question. I mean, I suspect if we're just bored, we'll just answer it if you email it to podcast at dutchnews.nl. Totally. A teacher in Rotterdam has gone into hiding following online threats made against him hanging a cartoon commenting on the attack on French satirical magazine Charlie Hebdo in January 2015 in his class. According to NRC, the teacher had hung the cartoon on the classroom wall five years ago, but it was not until last week after the school held a memorial for murdered French teacher Samuel Paty that it became a contentious issue. Sources at the Emmaus Collegia told the paper that the situation in the school had soured after some teachers started discussions about the cartoon of the Prophet Muhammad, which had led a radical Muslim to behead 
party last month in Paris. Then a group of girls demanded the teacher uh, remove the picture from the notice board because they said it was blasphemy. Despite the teacher's explanation that the cartoon was not of Mohammed but of the uh, but of a terrorist, the dispute continued on social media. Police told the NSA that direct threats were made against the teacher and that they were taking them very seriously, adding that they had taken visible and hidden security measures at the school. The NSA said that more teachers at the school no longer feel safe and also uh, the teacher in question uh, has gone into hiding uh, after the threat. So that's uh, yeah, it's an awful story. What is the uh, what's the Twitter Commer have to say about this, Paul? Yeah, well, um, MPs and ministers on Thursday were yeah, basically united in their outrage. Uh, Education Minister Ari Slop said it's uh, completely unacceptable that teachers are put under pressure because they teach about the value of freedom of speech. Uh, the intimidation of teachers will not be tolerated in any, in any way whatsoever, he said. Uh, meanwhile, over 100,000 people have signed a petition set up by Imam Ismail Abu Sumaya, which calls for insulting Mohammed to be made a criminal offense. Uh, the petition was launched after Amsterdam imam Yassine Efrokani told the Parole newspaper last week he felt there should be laws to uh, limiting freedom to insult Islam. Um, yeah, uh, there was some opeth about the uh, petition, but I think uh, we have freedom of speech, so you are allowed to uh, to start this petition, right? Uh, and there is no yes, way indeed. this will turn into law because there is no majority in parliament that uh, supports this. So there's no there's no reason to be upset about this. People are allowed to 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 feel this should be illegal. Yeah. But as yeah. long as it's not illegal, I'm not complaining about it. No. Uh, yeah, the, the imam uh, who started the petition said that insults made against Islam have created very negative dynamics and a poisonous atmosphere in society. Uh, we have to leave this behind and we will get nowhere if we continue to point to freedom of speech and being able to say what you like. It is as if there is a competition to insult Islam as much as possible. I do agree with that latest uh, statement, uh, the last statement he said, because... Um, uh, you see a lot of people who uh, are actively trying to provoke Muslims who are insulted by these uh, by these uh, uh, cartoons uh, and and by sending them to them. I I do feel that anyone should be allowed to draw any cartoon they want. But if if you know people are will be upset about it, then it is basic decency you know not to confront them with it i think and uh i do think the imam has a point there that people are actively trying to insult people as much as possible and i also don't agree with that yeah terrible i think you put your finger on it i think we're in danger of conflating two things because a lot of the reaction to this was about how terrible it was this teacher was being um uh, had, to, had to go into hiding it was being um, threatened and clearly that is that is awful and the fact that this picture went around social media which is obviously a deliberate attempt to uh, stoke and stoke tensions and escalate so the, the discussion and, and this is the result but um you know the, we're conflating two things here where on the one hand we we, we make clear that making threats to people in this way is unacceptable but actually objecting to the cartoon being there or objecting to insults of the prophet is is also part of freedom of speech yeah. Yeah. and if you're upset by it you should have the freedom you should not be under pressure to say oh you can't say that you can't say that you feel offended because um yeah because that's going against freedom of speech that is part of freedom of speech that's yep. you putting your point of view and also apparently so, we have to we have to point out that uh being insulted is not in any way a justification of threatening someone with his life no, no, you also sure. have to 
say that yeah. apparently, but you know, it, it 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 speaks for itself, in my opinion. Yeah, but it troubled me a lot. The focus. I mean, I watched the the the, the New Zealand discussion last night where the Bente Becker from the VVD and the politician from Days of Esther, and it was um, it was all about. You know the the the, the fact that the, 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 I think Benedict Becker was, was saying that the, the politicians should go into schools and tell children what the, 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 about the values of freedom of speech and these are freedoms that they that we have in this country. But there was nothing about you know actually what that which is kind of like we go into schools and we dictate to you that we have freedom of speech, not rather than we have this freedom of speech so that you can have a dis- an open and um, and 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 an honest um, uh, and non-threatening discussion about how you feel about things that that, that seemed to be taken out of the discussion and i also like it's worth noting of course that you don't have unlimited freedom of speech in this country right i mean there are rules against insulting (laughs) stuff whether you agree with this or not there have been discussions about like whether or not you can walk up to a police officer and call him an ant fucker uh like this you know there's been a lot of conversations about where the line is drawn between you know having a population that is allowed to speak its mind and yeah you know being a group of people that have to live on top of and near each other and where you you draw the lines for these things and so i mean i don't think it's like outrageous to want to have this conversation and i think anybody who's like fomenting outrage about you know this petition and this other stuff are like clearly just doing this for sort of their own political ends or out of their own own, yeah, kind of interest in sort of stoking, continuing to stoke these tensions. I mean, we have discussions all the time about what is and what is not appropriate, um, you know, speech. I mean, you can't write things in the newspaper that aren't true about somebody. Like, that's not f- oppression of freedom of the press. Mm. Like, it's good that I can't just write an article on Dutch News today about how terrible Paul is. Like, even <laughs> if that's objectively correct. Like, yeah. that is but, not... But then you'd be doing that every day yeah. in Dutch News that just lose <laughs> all its readership. That's not, yeah. This is not, like, how these things work. We have these discussions all the time. This is, like, a perfectly normal thing to have a conversation about. Yeah, it it is odd that this cartoon had been up in this classroom for five years and no one had breathed a word about yeah. it. And presumably it hadn't just been sitting on the wall, but he'd actually been referring to it in his lessons. Otherwise, what's the point of having it there? Yeah, and well, all like, of a sudden you know, this has flared up in the wake of the beheading of this teacher in France. Now, yeah. obviously, that has made things that bit more sensitive. And perhaps it would have been you know, an opportunity to say, you know, and also, of course, the reason that this has happened is someone's deliberately misrepresented this cartoon as being as a cartoon about Mohammed when it's not. And he, he, he took the... Uh, and he explained that to the the, the pupils, and uh, it's not clear to me whether the the threats came from the actual uh, students or whether they came from other people who'd seen it on social media. I kind of strongly suspect the second, not least because the students have not been not been suspended from the school. Um, so yeah, that this is a classic thing where where, where where things are taken out of context on Twitter or on Facebook, and then yeah. people react to things that they don't actually understand or they don't know uh, what the background is, and uh, and everything snowballs from there. Yeah. So. so, 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 so Maybe one thing we we should have is uh, is is more restrictions on um, social know, media on, on, on sharing yeah on sharing yeah. images from 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 classrooms which are you yeah. know obviously spaces where where, where, where where children are educated and we want to protect children um, sharing those kinds of images on social media I mean that that seems to be a fairly obvious uh, point to address here yeah. I mean I don't find it that surprising I guess that it had been there for a while and it was now there was now attention being brought to it because like schools turn over and so like you know this is not a place where the same people are coming right like presumably five years ago the kids who were protesting against this particular cartoon weren't even in the school so i mean i think that like these kinds of things change i I think it's a separate discussion to have about like how far 
you want to take free speech in front of, you know, minors because, you know, we have other discussions about this, right? That, like, there's there's things that we don't, you know, kids can't buy cigarettes and, like, you can't, it would be completely inappropriate to hang, like, a nudie calendar in a school classroom mm. that you can get away with at hanging in a mechanic shop, right? Like, this is, like... You know, we we make these distinctions for how we how we treat children, and I think it's totally valid to have a conversation about this. I mean, I also think yeah. that, like, from a asshole perspective, right, that if a group of students in your class come up to you and say that they're, like, offended by this thing, that you probably need to do some soul-searching about, like, whether or not it's appropriate to be, you know, sort of stimulating the discussion in this way. Because if you are attempting to have a conversation about the importance of free speech, but you're just screaming fuck you in somebody's face, like, you're not going to do a whole lot to you know, convince this person that you continuing to have free speech is beneficial for society. So I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat sympathetic for the, to these students. Uh, sports news: The Eredivisie is limping on, um, like, like a uh, like a lame duck president as the country goes deeper into lockdown. <laughs> but the football clubs um, are having problems with coronavirus outbreaks. Ajax travelled to Denmark for their Champions League match with FC Midtjylland without several key players who tested positive for coronavirus. They included uh, goalkeeper Andre Onana. Uh, striker Dusan Tadic and midfielder David Klaassen but then they later flew out to join the squad at a later point after the results turned out to be false positives both clubs have now appealed to UEFA European football's governing body um, to clarify the protocols on coronavirus because it didn't seem like a good idea to uh, to, to send them over on uh, on three separate planes wow. Ajax ended up winning the match 2-1 thanks to early goals from Tadic and Anthony and with Atalanta losing to Liverpool that means the Amsterdamers are still in the hunt to go through to the knockout stages Isn't in Atalanta the, the capital of Georgia? Uh, no, it's the capital of Bergamo. Um, yeah. And also, of course, it was the capital of the pandemic, out, uh, the coronavirus pandemic at one point. Is it also yeah. the capital and of Nevada? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and, uh, last season, Ajax lost a group match uh, against Valencia, and that meant that Valencia played Atalanta in the next knockout stage, of course, just the pandemic was kicking off. So if Ajax had won that game, we might well have had um, the coronavirus uh, centred on uh, on Amsterdam, because, oh. of course, all the, all the fans from Valencia brought the disease back with them uh, uh-huh. from Italy. Yeah. So, a lucky escape there. Well. So, well on Ajax for losing that game. Uh, it's very prescient of you. Um, in the Europa League, AZ Alkmaar lost for the first time in the group stages. Uh, they went 1-1-0 one one to La Liga leaders of Real Sociedad, but they still got a good chance of going through. Dick Avakas, Ayad Feyenoord, beat CSK Moscow 3-1 in Rotterdam, so they're still in contention. PSV were 1-0 up at half-time against PAOK Saloniki, but in the second half they experienced the biggest reversal of fortune in Greece since the Royal Family's autumn holiday, uh, <laughs> as they shipped four goals and lost 4-1. I love how the script says... <laughs> Feyenoord in all caps uh, question mark question mark <laughs> question mark, question mark. Question mark. <laughs> yeah. that's because they played really late I was, I'd actually gone to bed uh, while they were still playing uh, so I had to get up this morning and check the score yeah 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 and you that's forgot right. you were just as <laughs> yeah. prepared as the Nevada uh, ballot counters uh, yeah, yeah I, was as well, I was as well briefed as Donald Trump's lawyers <laughs> alright and our best now, story this of the is, week. This is, this is what we've all been waiting for. This is all for. what we've been it waiting for. It is. I yeah, feel like we haven't this teased week. this story enough uh, no. earlier in the podcast. No, indeed. 
In a story that captivated the world on Monday, serving as the most delightful distraction from the horror that is 2020. Who Metro thought train. a train crash would be yeah. a delightful <laughs> yeah. Yeah, A literal train wreck. Has a literal train wreck is the most positive story we've had in 2020. That is correct. <laughs> a metro train crashed through the barrier at the end of a track and was saved from plummeting into the water below by the sculpture of a giant whale tail. No one was blubbering, though. The train was empty at the time, and the driver was treated and released from a local hospital. Apparently, after being arrested, because this is standard policy for when... Yeah, yes. apparently, yeah. Th- there is, like, a law, essentially, in the Netherlands that says if a public transit when you employee... you hurt wheels? ...is involved in a crash, <laughs> they have to be arrested by the police and then questioned oh, really? about this. Even yeah, though this was, was like, with... clearly an accident and not intentional. But, yeah, so the guy yeah, was treated we... and released. He is fine. Yeah. Was, was this law brought in by the Pefete Day to, to protect the whales? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, this is not a bunch of bull. Photos showing the train car perched atop the art installation in Spikenisa near Rotterdam uh, went viral online. The accident happened at the De Eckers metro station, which is the terminus for two metro routes, the say and the day. Yeah, um, the, yeah. and they put up a live feed of, um, yes. of, 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 of the uh, train being taken away by crane because so many people turned up at the site they weren't able to maintain social distancing <laughs> so they said to people don't, don't go and watch the um, yeah, the train being removed uh, we'll put up a live stream <laughs> the giant whale tail is the creation of Martin Strauss uh, it's made of polyester and it was not intended as a safety feature <laughs> it looked poetic but it really is a stroke of luck that the train was carried by the tail he told the odd day the process so you could say it was a, you could say it was a big fluke yes you could say it was a fluke <laughs> The process of removing the train took several days. Uh, As Gordon mentioned, there was a live stream set up because so many people turned up to watch it. But by Tuesday, the Metro car had been removed from its resting place 10 meters above the water. It appears that it's going to be scrapped. I think the damage is too, too great to save it. Yeah. Molly, Molly, you failed to mention the name of the artwork. No, I did not fail. I knew that this was going to be a discussion. Paul, (laughs) tell us what the name of the art installation is. Saved by the whale. Saved by the whale's tail. Ah, yeah, that's even better. And in what I think was my favorite detail of the story, the artist, apparently, he drew up this sketch. And because of the way that the train track sort of lands there, he kind of sketched in these tails. And he actually wanted to put something else in. But the local residents there were like, no, we were promised a whale tail. That's what we want. And so he was sort of forced <laughs> to do this. This wasn't really the plan. Inspac Avenda gone wrong. Uh, gone Inspac right. Inspac Avenda yeah, gone yeah. wrong, gone right. Yes. Yeah, yeah of course, right. it was also probably the whale tail was the only thing that could be painted the appropriate color for that, uh, oh. uh, for that location, right? Because the um- yeah, it was the only thing that matched everyone's front door. Yeah, this is, pro- this <laughs> is possibly true. <laughs> so yeah, so true. we um, need to explain the situation better, I think. We have this end of a metro line, which is raised above the ground. Uh, it, it ends in a sort of pond. And from that pond, you have two giant uh, wheel tails uh, coming up. Uh, and this train crashed through the barrier and landed right on top of the tip of the of the whale's tail yes. right that's yes. how it, mm. it, it, yeah. it almost looked like it was designed for this particular yeah. purpose yeah. It actually, it actually, yeah, yeah it actually looked like that was the art installation yes. with the train on top of the whale's yeah. tail yes. and and yeah. we have it to mention that spikiness is also the home of the uh euro bridges yes so Yes. Who knew that uh, Spikenissa would become the Florence of the Netherlands (laughs) with all these great pieces of art? 
Well, well, the train is gone now, sadly. I mean, there was a lot of discussion about whether or not they could leave it there because it did make for a really amazing site. But apparently it turned out it was like not structurally sound to do this. Yes, but I do feel they have to put it back, though. They have to replace the current statue with uh, the the current artwork with a new version with a train on top of it. With the train on the top. Yeah, yeah, they should put it. They should put it back there, and then they should use it to to, to count the remaining votes in the U.S. presidential election. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and also this 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 um, uh, this artwork was was in the middle of a pond, and uh, while they were uh, s- sort of removing the train, they, uh, they they filled the pond because we are Dutch and we like to get rid of water. So yeah, there was a natural instinct to 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 fill the pond, and even though it wasn't absolutely necessary to do it, but we did it anyway. That's all we have for you this week. This podcast is a production of Dutch News, which can be found online at dutchnews.nl. We will include links to everything we've talked about today in the liner notes. You can get in touch with us by email to podcast.dutchnews.nl. And if you want to help us out, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. And you can also now back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dutchnewsnl and earn yourself a free shout out on the podcast and the chance to ask us a question. My thanks to Molly Quell and Paul Peters. I'm Gordon Darroch, and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.